Uh, this is our, our last one of the year. Yeah, that is... Well, the last one that, that's coming out. See, we still have two more episodes to record that's true. before the year's out. But this is our last episode that's going to air. That's wild, man. What a, what a high note to go out on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's always weird, like doing the like i just i don't think about the like the time disparity between when we record and yeah when the episodes come out except around like the holidays because it is there's such a delay or whatever yeah or we'll be like halfway through or we'll we'll be recording in october for november and still talking about like halloween movies Mm -hmm. that's like the week before thanksgiving and we're like we watched all the saw movies (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, no, do what's a what's a good like end of end end of year like? Do we do our our New Year's resolutions? Oh, <laughs> do we? Um, <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What what would I don't know what my for like movie wise for New Year's resolutions? That I mean, yeah, right. We gotta keep it. I guess. We gotta keep it. <laughs> I guess see more stuff. Yeah. In, yes. Well, definitely. yeah. Period. <laughs> see more stuff. <laughs> See more stuff in theaters. I've been really bad about seeing like new releases uh, mm. lately. Or just, I guess for me, my New Year's resolution is to watch more stuff independently. I feel like I don't watch a lot of stuff because I don't want Chloe to miss out on it. But also like half, oh, half okay. the times I suggest stuff, she's like, you can watch that on your own. Like after we watched these movies, I was like, man, I kind of want to watch Halloween Season of the Witch. She's like, yeah, I don't want to watch that with you. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's more movies like that where I can just consume them. I, I can have a movie that I watch by myself and it's just my own thing and I don't have to tell everybody about it. And it's a weird, it's a weird idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> uh, maybe see more classics. Uh, there's a lot. I've been th- wanting to see more like classic movies like, you know, westerns, like Clint Eastwood movies, just like more stuff from older generations i suppose Mm. mine is well i kind of started it but maybe finish all the dragon ball movies (laughs) (laughs) you think that'll take a full calendar year to do no no i'm like i'm like halfway through them already Mm. i've been kind of slowly chipping away at them this year i do have a few like kind of longer runs that i would like to do i'm like i wonder should i try just like you know, getting through them or should I just space them out? Cause like I had, after watching Godzilla minus one, I've been like really itching to, cause you know, I've seen a, a good amount of Godzilla movies, but there's almost like 40 fucking Godzilla That's movies now. Crazy. And I'm like, I, I want to, I got to bite the bullet, get that criterion. Oh, uh, the huge collection of box. The, yeah. Yeah. How many are in that? The sh- I think it's 15. It's the Showa era, which goes up to Terror of Mechagodzilla, which is like 1975, I think. Okay. It kind of like, there was like that initial run that was like mm. roughly 20 years, and then they like didn't make any for like 10 years, and oh. then they made a few more, and then they kind of stopped again, and they started again, and they've kind of done a lot of like starts and stops since, and that's yeah. the initial initial run from okay. like OG Godzilla. Um, right. Yeah, that, I don't know. That'd be a cool one. And then you gotta, Bond too. James oh, Bond. Bond is the other one that I I need yeah. to more more series. I think for me, yeah, like like doing all of these for this episode was like mm-hmm. it's nice to like watch a complete series or like doing all the Saw mm-hmm. movies 
I, I would like to do like the Mission Impossible movies, I think. Because I've been picking those up whenever I go to like secondhand stores. So I have mm-hmm. Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation on Blu-ray. Okay. But finding finding the original three is kind of hard. I don't see them like anywhere. Mm. I, the, I actually just... The original Sorry, Mission Impossible is like what? 2000... No, it's like long. 95. Oh, really? They've been doing it that yeah. long? Whoa. Yeah, the second, the second one is like 2001 or 2002. That's insane. Okay. Maybe that's yeah. why they're harder to find. I feel like older movies on Blu-ray... It's like it's like you get those Blu-rays that have like the little inserts that's like 1080p unbeatable resolution. Like they really <laughs> were trying to like sell you on Blu-ray when it was a new thing. Mm-hmm. Some of my older ones, like I think my copy of The Fifth Element has like all these crazy like insane specs. The best a movie can ever look now on Blu-ray. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know if they've printed the MI the Mission Impossible movies like again since those initial runs. So it's like they're tough to find. I don't know if they're like re retouches or anything, but I did actually just see just the other day. I almost I almost got it, but a collection of one through six, which is everything oh. up to Fallout oh. at Walmart. It was like twenty or thirty bucks. Oh, that's not whole. bad. Yeah, that's not bad. So at you're all. just the only one that you're missing is the one that came out this year. Oh shit! If if you get that, yeah. Well, if I go into town, how many copies were there? <laughs> There was no, there was a handful. There, it wasn't like, you know, more than two. You know, okay. so it wasn't like down to the yeah, because that's pretty tempting. That's pretty tempting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe watch more series. Hmm. I mean, really, my my big one is I I really just need to get caught up on my 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 end of year mm. video list that I'm still behind on. Yeah, that, that was the whole reason I set about doing like watch a movie for every day, like of the year this year, like watch mm. 365 movies. Was the intent was okay? I'm doing this so that I remember to watch something each day, so I get through. Because the reason that I get so backed up at those is that like I want to watch every movie that I think could potentially be on it for that year, mm. not just like what movies I watched by the end of the year, you right? Because the move the years years end and like right now for 2023 i've got like probably 25 30 movies on my watch list just for 2023 that i haven't gotten to <laughs> and i've watched probably about that many movies from the year too but i like to you know want to yeah. give everything its shot uh so that was the intent and i got through one of them because i'd keep like getting sidetracked and i'm like finding other dumb things to watch mm. instead Mm-hmm. Like the Silent Night Deadly Night series. <laughs> that yeah. was my. That was basically this week for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. That was my weekend. I think yeah. from Friday until like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, I have some bad news for you. What's that? But before we get to that, uh, welcome back, Whoa. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> To uh, there will be duds. This is episode one thirty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, and I am your co-host TJ, and with me as always, as always, I am Nick, and I'm curious what this bad news is. <laughs> well, as always, we watched uh, a movie uh, this week. It's our it's dud week. Or uh, you could say it's garbage day. Yes. Uh, 
because <laughs> uh, we watched uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2 from 1987, directed by Lee Harry. It follows Ricky Caldwell, the brother of Billy from uh, the first Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, who kind of takes up the mantle of the Santa Claus serial killer dressed up as Santa Claus type thing that his, his brother did in the first one. Uh, most of the movie is him uh, kind of like a bet you're wondering how I got here sort of thing to a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and then the last act maybe a little less than, yeah the last act is kind of him breaking out and uh, going after like the person he was really trying to kill uh, Mother Superior the nun at the the abusive nun at the uh, boarding orphanage place thing yes. that that, uh, that they grew up in we wanted to watch this we picked this one because uh it's you know it's, it's the most well-known one i think nowadays yes and we're like okay we'll watch the first one and then i just decided to watch the rest because i'm like fuck it yeah uh and then uh nick did but uh here's the bad news you didn't watch all of them there's six are you talking about the 2012 uh, one yeah <laughs> did you watch that one i did yeah i watched oh. that. yeah <laughs> Only if you're a completion, uh, you know, only oh, if you're yeah, like okay. really trying to. I'll, t- I'll take like, my leave. I'll let you finish the rest yeah. of the episode out. <laughs> it's like, it's not the worst one, mm-hmm. but um, it's maybe the most forgettable. Uh, I don't know. The but third one for me is easily the most forgettable. Pretty but forgettable I, too. But I haven't yeah. seen the 2012 one. So that's the I, worst one. I, I would, I would yeah. say the third one is the worst. Yeah. Um, but let's get, let's do, let's. Let's do part two first. That's that is our focus, well, and then we'll kind of, or we do, can inter. I don't know how we want to do it. If we want to like interweave the by doing part other two, ones in, or, we will also be doing part one because I know half yeah. of the runtime of That's part true. two is part one. Uh, yeah. My the only thing that I was upset that they omitted in part two from part one was the creepy ass weird Cajun sounding grandpa at the 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 hospital. Oh. Who's who's just yeah. sitting there comatose, and then as soon as all of the adults are out of the room, he leans over to Billy and he starts talking to him about like Santa Claus coming to get you if you're being bad. But mm-hmm. he's he's kind of got this like, now Billy, you need to make a roux with some flour and some crawl, Dad. <laughs> like he's got this voice to him that's very strange, and he's like an yeah. old like an old Hollywood guy. I looked him up on IMDb, and I think he's like okay. he's a guy that's been in a bunch of stuff. But uh, okay. So that is omitted. But yeah, half the runtime of the second one is a recap of the first one, which, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's basically what Billy Billy as a baby has a picture perfect memory. Yeah, Ricky. Er, Ricky Ricky as a baby has a picture perfect <laughs> memory of everything that happened in the first movie. Yeah. Which and the uh, the 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 psychiatrist <laughs> even questions. He's like. He's like, why, Ricky, how, how could you remember all that? He's like, well, I was there. <laughs> of course I remember. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Eric Freeman's Ricky is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very, I was getting big, like, uh, Vampire's Kiss vibes. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Kind of. And apparently he was given sort of conflicting information on how to do it. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Where I think the the director or what it was either the director or someone else, like a producer. I think or it was writer. the director and the writer. One of them was like, you need to be producer. like more calculating and like a scary guy. And the other mm-hmm. one was like, you need to be more wisecracking and kind of making jokes. But either way, like give it 110%. And that is like the mm-hmm. result. So the whole time, yeah, like Ricky is just kind of like laughing to himself, which is yes. it's so goddamn funny every time. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> when he's just walking, just, yes. just staring at the gun. <laughs> Takes five steps, stares at the gun. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, but even like when he's recounting the, the story of the first movie, one of the first big belly laughs I got was it's, it's Ricky's narration talking to the psychiatrist and he says, it's the part where his parents stop because the guy dressed as Santa that kills them is like waving them Mm -hmm. down on the road. And Ricky's like, I don't know why they stopped that night beat. Actually, I do know why they stopped that night. <laughs> it's it's so strange that they just kept that in there, like, like I like what was he trying to keep the psychiatrist like on pins and needles about the story? Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But we get to see their mom's tits for a second time and not the last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, c- considerably toned down the uh, the the boobs and yeah. Like, I I don't know if I've ever seen more titties per capita than in that first movie. <laughs> that was crazy. It was like every girl yeah. that was that was in that movie went topless at some point. Except for Mother Superior. Uh, Damn. Except for yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> they also cut um it's it's they they cut the shot of the antlers going into that girl's like stomach or whatever, which oh, was like the sort the of like best body kill horror. In the first one. Yeah, there's the part where in the first one where Billy like lifts that girl up yeah, and like and then, pushes her onto the yeah, yeah, which they do in the remake again in the 2012 remake they do that. Oh, good, awesome, bit again. But they they omit the the close up of that. I noted. Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's weird what they chose to abridge and what they didn't choose to abridge, like mm-hmm. like the cop running around like with his gun like turning the corner and doing yeah. the <gasps> yeah yeah like, n- neither Billy or ricky are there to like mm-hmm. see what happens to this guy <laughs> yeah but then it's like it cuts it a little bit like when he comes back up the stairs and i guess billy was there a little bit because he he turns the corner and is like naughty and then hits the dude with the axe and then he falls down the stairs so they cut that a bit like they go boom 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 he's dead at the bottom of the stairs mm-hmm. so it's like you cut that part but not the yeah. whole part where he's running around the building uh-huh yeah because, like, um, I, I knew that it was reliant on flashbacks, but I didn't know how reliant. So, like, we had watched the first movie, and then we sat down mm-hmm. to watch the second one. And we're, like, 35 minutes in, and I'm like, are we gonna, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're getting some Ricky. We're getting a little bit of Ricky, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I laughed pretty hard when, uh, like, it shows the doctor writing the notes, and it just says red car with, like, an exclamation point. <laughs> and he's like, red car! Good point, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I also like the very be the like before 
he even starts like talking to the psychiatrist and there's like that orderly that comes in and it's just it's like it's like eight shots back and forth of like him <laughs> looking at the orderly seriously and the orderly like quickly looking at him and then and then Ricky just going like and then and then they'll do it again (laughs) like they do it multiple times in the span of like two or three minutes i don't know well they were uh they were pressed for time like they really needed to make this thing uh much longer because i don't know how much of a deep dive you did on like some of the history of these movies but apparently so the first movie that came out was very very contentious like i guess there were like parents advocacy groups that came out yeah and like after two weeks the movie got pulled from theaters yeah 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 i I saw it got released the same weekend as nightmare on elm street and it actually outperformed it Mm -hmm. which is crazy to think of like yeah yeah uh and now like nobody knows that this this series exists outside of you know garbage day yeah yeah, because like I, I didn't even know there were more than two. I, I knew Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, which implies a Part One. And right. I thought really that was it. I did not know that there were more of these movies. It's like I wonder though, had that parents advocacy group or whatever came out, not like not come mm-hmm. out to protest the movie, would we have gotten the sequel with Ricky and like the sort of you know, retconning, trying to retcon the original stuff to like mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, no, wait, Ricky was there too. He's just as crazy because he saw <laughs> yeah. some of this stuff too as a baby. I, I I do I do wonder what like is it the overabundance of nudity that like because it, it you know violence wise it has like the it was putting Santa. the girl up in the deer antler. It's because it's Santa. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it's it's. Just... I, and I think there was a lot of issues with the poster for it, which is the chimney poster with like the the arm holding the axe. I actually, it's I so wanted good. to shout that it's out. A cool poster. I think that's, that is a sick ass poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, the one for the second one's cool too. But that but the first one's like actually like a good like a good poster. Yeah, the second one's like a reflection of an ornament, and there's a gun in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which the the Scream Factory like 2018 Blu-ray cover of Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two is also pretty good. It's like him in the doorway in the Santa Claus outfit with like the. Oh axe. yeah, yeah. Um, Have you seen the collection for? It's like for three through five. I put that on my Amazon cool wish list. It's like sixteen you, it's, bucks. I kind of want to get oh, it. Oh nice. It's a it's a cool because uh, you got like Bill Mosley in the like Frankenstein thing, and then you got. Clint Howard holding a bug up and then Mickey Rooney and like the Santa outfit. It's like, it's a sick ass cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess they got it. It got pulled from theaters and then they, they wanted to like basically re-release it. So they told the team to like almost like recut it and like add a little bit to make, to make it look like either a re-release or a sequel. So they were kind of like, scrambling for time with it okay and so that's why it's so reliant on the first movie because there i think like i was thinking about it because like obviously i guess knowing that you're like yeah i guess it kind of makes sense that they just have all this footage to just redo but man i would have loved to have seen like an evil dead 2-ification where they they do the first movie yeah 
but it's like you could have done so much you could, you could have done some cool shit with it like you know show the parents driving in the car with like the crazed mm-hmm. santa but like put put current day ricky in the back seat like as like a a narrator like the people in oh, the scene can't awesome. see him but he's just sitting there he's like yeah dad why did you pull over you know that like, yeah you know, him telling the story but he's like in it too because that way you can mm-hmm. reshow the you know you can show the events of the first movie without it literally just being the first movie mm-hmm. yeah it it makes it really hard to like uh, um like really judge this movie like i'm glad we're not doing a like a normal rating scale uh yeah because when i first like logged this on letterbox i gave it four stars and then and then i changed it to one and a half stars and then i settled on three stars <laughs> um because i was like oh, it's, it's kind of in the middle somewhere because like i think it's it's really fun like campy silly horror but it's hard to like really advocate for it because it's you know 30 40 minutes is the previous movie and it's just so fucking lazy it's such like lazy yeah. filmmaking that it's like you it's it's in and if they did do like the evil dead 2 thing which i also was was thinking of while watching the movie um if they did do that reshot it whatever did the same stuff but with but with ricky in it or if they like slightly because you know evil dead 2 kind of alters the original because it's just yeah it's just ash and and linda Linda that go to the cabin yeah um so they could like change some stuff around too uh like make him older so the shit would like make sense at all Uh, yeah yeah um if it did that i like i would have no problem like you know praising this like wholeheartedly like as like a a, like a great like 80s horror camp but it's like oh there's just that it's yeah it's it's such a lazy like hack job for the first like act or whatever yeah and but but you do get the good the good voiceover you know but yeah 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 i mean and realistically the first half of the movie is a flashback and then the second half is also a flashback because right. it's it's but the it's events leading up to Ricky being in the asylum. So really mm. the only the only like new material you get is the final confrontation between him and uh Mother Superior. Mm-hmm. Which again yeah. his his retell well his how many how many child actors how many actors played young Ricky? There's like uh <laughs> There's the baby one. There's baby. When maybe maybe like three or four. Oh yeah, because there's there's him at fifteen, like the full grown man. Like <laughs> that actor is older the... than Eric Freeman. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so there's like there's baby Ricky. I guess that doesn't surprise me. And then there's there's the child actor Ricky from the first movie at the orphanage, and then in this in part two the 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 sort of like new flashbacks when it's like he gets adopted out and he like sees those nuns on the street that's a different mm-hmm. child actor than the child actor from the first one and then you have oh right yeah then yeah. you have 15 year old ricky mm-hmm. and then you have eric freeman so it's like just mm-hmm. like five different actors that play this kid <laughs> which is crazy Ooh, yeah Eric Freeman's like he's supposed to be eighteen here. It's it's so 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous. And if if you're following the timeline too, I think that means that this one takes place in uh 91 and then 3 takes place in 97 because the first one takes place in 84. He's yeah. 7 years younger than I could have the maybe it's he's 6 years younger than Billy. Okay. So this one's 90. And then the third one, they say that was, they were like, "Oh, that was like seven years ago or something." Oh, but they but they don't really do anything to like. I mean, a lot of times with movies, if it's like set slightly like just a few years into the future, a lot of movies don't really like think of that. But I just think it's funny that by the time you're at the third one, which is like eighty eight, eighty nine, was like when it was made, and it's like essentially ten years into the future, and they just don't bother to like. No, change anything. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all the make same. It, make it look any different. You get to the part like after after you know they wrap up the events of the first one, and then Ricky gets uh, brought into a foster family, and like the parent he's like, oh, my parents were were so lovely, and I was like, oh, but something's gonna go wrong. like they're gonna abuse him or something, but like no, like he's just he has like a really like nice family. Like there's not as like. I'm not going to say that, it, you know, the first one, the events leading up to the Billy going crazy is like all super concrete, solid logic. But like there's more of a, you know, horror movie logic. You can get why like Billy kind of snaps in the first one. But this one, it's like because Ricky like, well, I guess apparently he knows he, he witnessed everything that Billy did. So for believing that, sure. But they really try to hammer home the thing that like the thing that made him snap was seeing that Santa get shot right in front of him yeah. by the cop in the first one. But I, I don't know. It's, it's just so weird that like he ends up the exact same way as his brother, even though I feel like he just doesn't have as good of a motive. And also like after, you know, his brother died, he, he seemed to grow up in a kind of loving home. Yeah, because really the only information he would have gotten about like what Billy did would have been like the news reports. Like again, he wasn't there when he like decapitated the dude sledding. He wasn't there oh, right. when like he he killed the woman with through the antlers and then threw the mm-hmm. other the the pool playing guy out the window and he got uh suspiriated with like the glass shards in his face or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um. So I mean, so the first note on IMDb trivia for Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two, maybe this is kind of what I was talking about. The producers of the first one and the first one wanted uh, Lee Lee Harry to recut the first film and insert one or two new scenes with Eric Freeman playing a mental patient to make the story in the original film appear to be nothing more. Than the ravings of an asylum inmate. So, okay. and I that guess, would like make the movie not as offensive. I guess. Uh, yeah. And uh, people are so fucking weird. Yeah, like, I don't like know. parents groups or whatever are so fucking weird about that. Or like the sensory boards, like how, like way back in the day, it's like if if you had a movie about like bad guy, like bad guys always had to like lose. You couldn't have a movie where like. The, the villains like win or something and it's just such a like like a baby brain like yeah. view of movies like yeah that's like haze code era shit you know yeah yeah 
but I I do think that there's this interesting meta thing that they do, and they continue to do in the other movies I've noticed. Uh, in in one of the flashbacks, uh, pre uh, mental patient uh, Ricky, he goes to the mm. movie theater with his girlfriend, and the movie oh, that yeah. they're watching is literally the scene from the first movie with the Santa Claus mm-hmm. who robs the bank, shoots the dude, and then. Mm-hmm basically murders his parents so it's very like i was like are we doing like a movie within a movie like meta commentary thing like did any of that happen is is like is like is ricky in this movie and he's watching a movie mm-hmm. of himself like it's, it's very strange yeah and the movie just like it, it is like this this little bit of s- surrealism that the movie just doesn't address and it <laughs> never gets back to it again <laughs> <laughs> I loved the the moviegoer in the back seat in the like in oh, the back yeah. row just like <laughs> just like talking <laughs> shit. So you going to kiss her over or not? the top? Yeah. yeah. So so ridiculously corny. Yeah. With Ricky just teleporting around in the theater. Like that's I like <laughs> yeah. that that's one of his signature moves is that it'll, it'll the camera will move and then it'll move back and Ricky is just like right mm-hmm. next to his face yeah <laughs> yeah as soon as i saw like those the sledding scene starts and like you see the guys at the top of the hill it's nighttime and they have the sled i'm like instantly i was like somebody's going to go down and get their head chopped off and like <laughs> i wanted to like stand up and clap when it happened <laughs> it was, i was so happy <laughs> yeah I'm tr- i'm trying to think if there's any like because cause there are, like, good kind of, like, memorable kills in that first one. Um, I'm not sure if there really are in this, except, you know, the ones from the first one that we get to see again. Because, uh, I mean, most of it's, like, what well, I think he chokes the girl that he's seeing. He, like, chokes her out. But then he just, most of the people, he just, you know, he shoots because he has the... The umbrella guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Umbrella kill's good. Yep, that's a good one. I as soon as uh, like he shoved the umbrella through him, I was like, he's gonna open it, and then it pops open. I'm like, yes! And then of course it starts raining. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's hard to count uh, pre Eric Freeman, Billy or Ricky. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna keep messing that up. Ricky kills, but the one where he runs the dude over with the truck like four times. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And And then the girl's like. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then they just go their separate ways. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, another teleporting Ricky that one though. Like it, it spooked me a little bit because the guy like he like he's like after he tries to rape her he's like I'm gonna go get a beer and she just sits there like okay I guess I'll wait for him to come back mm-hmm. and then he like goes around the truck and right as he passes by the frame, you see Ricky sitting in his truck staring at him. Oh, okay. Was, I was like, oh, ooh, that's creepy. Okay. It was a little creepy. I, I saw this one a few days ago, so I'm like, oh, exactly. But I remember the scene, but like, I'll, have to, I'll see it when I edit the, the episode. Okay. <laughs> the car stunt is crazy. That's right. Holy shit, that was crazy. Like, like the, the way that the car goes on its side. And obviously, uh-huh. it's like a stunt performer. It's not Eric Freeman. Yeah. But the way that he just goes like this. Yeah. And the car, the car goes careening by him. 
I was uh-huh. like, holy shit. I don't I, know. I, if, I don't know if they meant for it to happen that way. Maybe they didn't. I don't. To me, the way that he moves there, I don't. Th- I think he was supposed to stay still. That looked like a genuine, like instinctual, like dude. I bet <laughs> that he could probably feel the like the wind from yeah. that car passing, and like that's how close it was. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fucking insane. <laughs> And just out of nowhere, it just like happened, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> just a crazy stunt in the middle of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> almost got, almost got Landist. Landist, like John Landis, right? Like the Twilight Zone movie, where those people right. got decapitated by a helicopter. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's not the part I'm laughing at. It's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I did I did note that uh that the the original they they did a like in the credits they include an entire like cast credit segment for like the original movie. Like in this one there's a segmented part of the credits that is for the first movie. Do you know why they did uh, that? padding for time probably yeah yeah the, the that first like factoid that i read from imdb they put that much f- like archival footage from the first movie in there the film still ran short so almost 10 minutes of closing credits were added showing the full cast really? and crew of this film and its predecessor is it really that long a- damn it's- that's crazy <laughs> i'm 28 so- damn I didn't realize the credits were that. I mean, I didn't watch all the credits, but um, that means the movie was pretty short. Yeah, it's just so interesting. Like, I feel like it's it's difficult to if you have like a story, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, we we work on much smaller scale, but I guess I'm saying from like you know how movies are getting more and more bloated nowadays. It's like it's almost more impressive that you could have you know a new story because we're talking like when they're writing it so before they add all the stuff from the from the first one or whatever and like have such a hard time making it feature length like i feel like give me this give me the script for this and like give me it like as it is minus all the the flashbacky stuff whatever and I could get, I could fill in that 30, 40 minutes in like half an hour. Like it's, it's, it'd be so easy to just add stuff to like make this feature length, but, but they just didn't. Cause yeah. like just movies are just like worked differently back then. It's, it's so, so weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is. And they shot this in 10 days too, which is. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, that yeah, the, the so like run and gun. Yeah, uh, I feel like you easily could have come up with some more. I mean, they got the umbrella kill. Like they've got creative kills in there. They've kills. got yeah. yeah, yeah. You could still do something like with the concept of of Ricky in, uh, you know, in a mental hospital. Just keep the same framework of him being interviewed and yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. most of the movie is flashbacks. It's just. Because, you know, they switch to new, you know, new material flashbacks, like, after yeah. that first half hour or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you could just start the movie there, 
but just kind of like stretch that out more. Like maybe, yeah, he did more kills or like kind of explore his trajectory. Like why did he, you know, why did he turn into a psychopath? (laughs) (laughs) They they just don't really do that. Yeah. That much. He's like, oh, and then I had a girlfriend and then I found out that, it's like she was my first, and I thought that I was hers. And then he finds out that she wasn't, so then he kills like six people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh what's what's funny is uh when when she gets when she gets killed, I think he he strangles her with the car antenna. And like as she's okay. being choked out, she's like And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she looks like a looks like a porn star or something and it turns out she is <laughs> she oh like okay. i was looking through because like on letterboxd technically like porno movies are on letterboxd like okay t- and like i looked at her like her other filmography she's like an actress and a model but i was scrolling through letterboxd and at the very bottom were a couple movies that had pixelated covers and i was like uh. oh and I scroll through it, and like Ron Jeremy is in it. I was like, "Oh, okay, she actually like was in like adult <laughs> films before this movie, <laughs> or like right around the same time." That's funny because like the just considering these movies and how like they have a sex scene, but I feel like it's like more artfully done, where like you don't really see much, but yeah. she's like the one who's in adult movies, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> All I mean, we can we can get to it in the other ones too, but yeah, mm-hmm. there are a lot of sex scenes in these in these movies, and I I think the only one that is done well and actually moves the plot forward, or like does any sort of like character development or anything, is in the fourth one, with okay with Kim and and Hank at the very beginning, Be- oh. because that one is actually like semi-normal like it's like Mm -hmm. it's like it's more playful it doesn't feel like a man is just doing that to a woman like all these other sex scenes in these movies feel like where it's just like they're so like weirdly stilted and like just quiet i don't don't know it's like all these movies this is like a 10 year old's idea of like what a sex scene is based on like a movie that they saw at at like midnight that they weren't supposed to see so they're all just mm-hmm. like really like melodramatic and uncomfortable and awkward. And also every sex yeah. scene happens in the most inopportune place on planet Earth. To ha- like on the pool table. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah, we we can I guess we can we can open the open Well, the, we got to talk about garbage Morta. Oh, okay. When when would you say is the first time you've ever seen that scene or like I heard no, it I I have no fucking clue I don't know <laughs> I would say at least at least as far back as when I was doing uh the UCP stuff because we because we lead uh mm-hmm. that's the intro for Chalk Man. it is right yes yeah I mean so at least 2007 2008 I guess because okay. I'm pretty Roughly. sure that might have been what introduced me to that because Okay. Like I think you guys showed me that scene on like YouTube way back okay. in the day. It I wouldn't be surprised like since it's on there cuz we did like we intro like half the songs on that album with just like clips from yeah. stuff like that and it was all like basically things that we would like 
<laughs> joke about or quote when we're when yeah. we were recording. So I'm sure that you know it was me or one of those guys mm-hmm. found the clip, and we you know yeah yeah. So yeah, I guess that probably probably that. Yeah, I guess I, I, guess I for some reason was I able th- to trace it back. <laughs> I thought we introed one of the week with dad episodes with it, but I I don't think we did. No, I don't think so. I knew it was used as an intro for something, and then I had to go on my hard drive. I still have mustaches and sunglasses on there, and I was oh, listening nice. to Chalk Dust Man before we hopped on the call. You sh- you should put that in the drive because I don't have it anyway. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. Oh yeah, I still got it. I got well, the whole thing. I have it on my Xbox 360. <laughs> That's like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if you don't know this movie, you will know Garbage Day. That is, like, the mm-hmm. most memed, like, the most famous thing. And I I like what you said in your Letterboxd review of this, where, like, seeing it in the context of the movie, that it wasn't just, like, a fluke, like, a, a, a scene. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> Eric Freeman is doing that the entire goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is it was really nice to like because I, I again i've seen this scene like so many times just from like memes and joking about it and watching the youtube clip like it's it's like you know there's like a 20 second clip on youtube that i've probably watched hundreds of times mm-hmm. and it was really nice to see it in the context of like the entire movie yeah i mean i i don't i don't have much to 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 add to to the moment itself other than yeah it's it is like it's sweet that like as soon as he gets the gun, I'm like I'm just like <laughs> I'm like I'm like, just like it's waiting coming. for it. It's going. It's yeah. Um, and then, I thought uh, the Mother Superior shit was really funny. Like, first of all, they said she had a stroke. I don't think that's what happens to your face when you have a stroke. That's what. Okay, I was like, if if that's what they were trying to. <laughs> to to do I was I was like did he it almost it almost seemed like here here's how you how you make the movie longer is like uh how about when he went on that rampage before he got sent to the hospital he like went there originally and he like attacked her but he didn't yeah. finish the job cuz it looked like I thought she like was in like a fire or something like yeah. that. Like it looked like uh, her face got burned or something. When she fell down the stairs, I was waiting for like all the pustules on her face to burst when she hit the bottom <laughs> of the steps. Oh, Jesus. But realistically, <laughs> it was like we couldn't get Lillian Chauvin back, so we have to find some other actress and like, oh yeah, cover half of her face in, in shit and say she had a stroke. So that way, like, no, you can't tell. Yeah, and then and then her like her head the fake out the <laughs> head fake out i was like yes yeah. <laughs> when it toil- tilts back oh yeah so good yeah that's good yeah and um, then yeah at the end it's like they do another like you see ricky open his eyes at the end when you think he's dead and like it leads mm. in it leads into more movies yeah at least one more following the ricky ricky billy timeline story yeah, they they have a Ricky in four and five, but it's like, I I do, I don't think it's like hard confirmed that it is him. And like some people, like some fans of the series or whatever, like oh. are like, no, th- no, that's not that's not him. But hmm. I think it's 
I'm I'm all for like in the camp of it being Ricky because I just I love the idea of like just it's so funny because he's not even the guy in the first one like the killer from the first movie the slasher dies in the first one and he's like never mentioned again yeah really except I guess in like the the flashbacky stuff in this one and then it's just his little brother who is just a minor character in that one yeah the little the little brother of the main killer in the first one becomes the main killer in the second one and then like a radically different version but i guess in the third one and then he's just like a guy and and by the fifth one he you only see him in one scene but he's seems like a normal he's reintegrated himself back into society yeah which is awesome that's, <laughs> that's such a that's such a like awesome way to handle <laughs> i i guess your your primary antagonist just make him just a dude at the end i don't know just after he's used as like a tool by this like witch's coven in the fourth one yeah it's it's even wilder that he's in the back the the fifth one because he's what he's like died like three times at this point or something <laughs> and i mean the fourth one the fourth one it's pretty He's, I mean, like his his like torsos ripped open, and the bugs are like eating. They make his a special note to like cut back to him laying there, <laughs> yeah. like most certifiably dead. Mm-hmm. And then nope, he's just he's a he's a mall Santa. He's he's yeah. <laughs> Not only is he reintegrated, but he is like facing his his trauma. Like yeah. he he yeah. is the mall Santa, and he's doing fine. Yeah, yeah, he's overcome it. Yeah. And even if it's not the same Ricky, I think spiritually it's Ricky. Like like Ricky is like a malevolent or uh, yeah. was a malevolent spirit that has finally like attained peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that too. Yeah. Uh, um, so do you wanna like do we wanna rate Silent Night Deadly Night two on the Sputter Dud and then move on to the other movies, or do you wanna do that still at the end? Um yeah, I guess we could just kind of like make that our post chat or something. I don't know. Or just, sure. just we could just kind of do the whole episode with this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say that this one is definitely a spud. Despite, despite it being like I said, like that half clip show, like on its own, it's really like if, if you don't watch the first one, um, you do get like a highlight reel on this. So like for what it is, for what it has become as like a cult classic, there's probably plenty of people who like, if they're going to watch, they'll watch this one because it's the garbage day one and never watch another one. It's kind of like perfect for that, for having the, the, like the best hits from the first movie. Um, so, you know, like it, there really like you there's no reason to watch the first one if you want to watch this one uh more so than probably any movie ever <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like for what it is a uh, a uh, a uh, definite definite spud yeah 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 definitely a spud for me too and yeah that is a good uh like asterisk to put on this uh, is that we did both watch the first one leading up to it, so it was much more of a slog, like getting through those bits in 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 the second one because I or mm-hmm. I'd literally seen all of that like the day before, 
even with like <laughs> minor Ricky commentary, you know, I'm like, all right, all right. But yeah, it's uh, the killing spree as, as brief as it is, is very memorable. It's very funny. Eric Freeman just puts his all into it and it's so great. And it's, I'm bummed out that he isn't really in a lot of other stuff because I thought he was really good in this. I mean, yeah, good in he's good at following instructions. Those instructions, <laughs> who knows if they're good or bad, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, but a a fun fact, and I did I did look it up, and it's like super duper 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 brief. But Billy and Ricky did get uh a uh, an, an on screen reunion in a 2016 Hallmark movie called A Husband for Christmas with Vivica A. Fox. What? Uh, I can I think I can find it on YouTube for you. It's really, really hard to find. Because uh, I think Vivica A. Fox, she she's, you know, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing, but it's like, you know, I think she's the typical, like, I live in the big city and I need to, you know, move back to my hometown, to my roots. I don't know. I don't know the premise of it. I'm assuming that's what it is because it's a Hallmark Christmas movie. But there's like uh -huh. a scene where their office is being downsized, like people are getting fired or whatever. And there's a they there's a shot where it's these two guys like kind of holding their boxes, like, oh man, I can't believe they're letting us go this close to Christmas. And it's it's the actor who plays Billy, and it's it's uh, Eric Freeman. And from the IMDb trivia, uh -huh. I guess they overdubbed Eric's lines without telling him, so it's not him Aww. speaking. But if you look, it is them. They are both like together. Which is a very strange Easter egg to include in your Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. That literally only people who are aware of these movies are going to... They, they're not even on screen long enough, and they don't reference any of the movies at all. Mm -hmm. So it's like you wouldn't even know it's them unless you know their names and like look it up later online or something. I don't know. It's, it's really yeah. strange. Yeah, but that was like Eric Freeman's like first movie role in like twenty four years or something like that. Holy shit! But yeah, if you, yeah, you can find that they are there. Um, but anyway, digression aside, yeah, it's a spud. It's great. It's 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 worth it alone for a garbage day and just all the crazy antics he gets up to in the second half. And then the rest of the movies. <laughs> and the rest of the movies have some diminishing returns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's a very tricky series to, to, to kind of compare. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think the third one is easily the worst. It's just um, boring. It was so boring. <laughs> yeah. It, which is just a bummer. Cause like it's, it's so, it's such a weird series because you have the first two that are, this really fucking messy story about like this this kid who dresses as Santa and kills people, and then the second one's about his brother who does the same thing, and like nobody you've heard of is in it. There's it's like made by nobody. Uh, it gets like you know blacklisted more or less. <laughs> um, oh yeah, something I forgot to mention about the first one we were talking about people banning. I did read somewhere that like. Uh, Gene Siskel like read off all of the <laughs> yeah. uh, like 
the list of all the production companies <laughs> and then said like shame on you and I was like yeah. that's like the most fucking Siskel and Ebert type <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's so silly. Um uh, did you see who also condemned it? I did. Yes. Yeah. Um um you're referring to Mickey Rooney. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so I I decided to to watch the rest because I was like I think I I had I knew that Mickey Rooney was in the fifth one. Or like I'd heard about that mm. previously. I was like, that's interesting. And then I would just like I looked up the cast list for all like three, four, and five. I was like, what the fuck? What what yeah. is going on? Because you know you have like the the West Side Sto- uh, Richard Bamer from like West Side Story and Twin Peaks, and uh, Leo from Twin Peaks in the third one, and then um, the girl who I didn't. I didn't realize until afterwards, but I recognized her name in the credits. The one who plays Eric, Eric DeRay's girlfriend is yeah. she's the, like the other lead in Mulholland drive. Mm-hmm. And then Bill Mosley, who's like quickly becoming one of my favorite people to, to see and stuff now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the fourth one, I'm sure you uh, like Clint Howard, of course, but also Reggie from phantasm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I as soon as I saw his bald head with like his long hair, I was like I recognize that bad haircut <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um and they're also like like behind the camera too. 3 is directed by Monte Monte, I don't know. Monte Hellman who nothing like he didn't direct any like you know, all-time classics that everybody knows. But compared to the guys who did the first two, who have, like, five credits to their name, and the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies are the most famous ones. Like, he did The Terror, which is an early Jack Nicholson movie. I can't remember the other ones, but there was, like, some, like, 60s, 70s movies that he worked on that I'd heard of. And then the guy that did the fourth one um, did some, like, he did, like, he was had a hand in, like, the Reanimator series... Yeah, and he directed a movie that I really want to see that, that's been on my list for a long time called uh, Society. Um, oh. it's also like a like a like a late eighties body horror. Uh, yeah, I movie. think I, I think I've heard of that one. Oh, he's um, also a co writer for Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Is that the the guy who did the fourth one? Brian Usna. Yeah, Usna. Yeah, that's his name. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which in in the fourth one, there's a guy. No, maybe it's the fifth one. When she's taking Derek to see Santa, there's a guy in line wearing a reanimator shirt. Oh, nice. That's funny. But yeah, also in uh in three, Robert Culp is in it. Which like he's kind of an old old Hollywood actor. Right. But yeah, that I makes know him familiar. I know him mostly as uh the guy from Half Life. He is, uh, uh, he's Dr. Breen. Oh, the guy that's like that when you, when you pull up in Half-Life 2 and like the guy on the video screen, that's constantly talking about it. Yeah. That's him. He's like the bad guy, the the main villain. Yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I knew that that's who he was and he showed up on screen and started talking, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's Dr. Breen. He has a very distinctive voice, like the way that he does it. Man, I didn't catch that. Damn, I, I gotta, I gotta rewatch that with like, yeah, li- like watch it again with that in mind, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, that that sounds exactly like him. 
he's in which one did you say he's in uh he's in the third one third one okay he he's the cop that richard beamer like ditches oh he's yeah, like yeah. the sheriff yeah. or whatever lieutenant mm -hmm. Connolly. sorry yeah. Yeah, I, yeah i i think i was the seeing the cast list and crew on paper for the third one i was like oh cool like I love Twin Peaks, love Mulholland Drive. Uh, you know, I've only seen Bill Mosley in uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. Love him in that. And it mm -hmm. was just such a bummer that they, I feel like they neutered Bill Mosley so much in this movie where he's just, half of his screen time, he's just kind of zombified walking around, like not really... Yeah. It's like, and we're supposed to believe that it's, it's Ricky. It's the opposite of Chop Top. It's like... Yeah. It, like <laughs> Not I was like, oh, uh, is this a fun. Chop Top origin story? <laughs> like, this is, this is him <laughs> oh, in another yeah, life. Got, and he has, yeah. like, the head, you know, head trauma yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, after, like, watching him in this, I, I'm, I was, like, wondering, uh, I, I want to, like, bite the bullet and watch the, the Firefly trilogy. The, that's the Rob Zombie one with, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's oh, Rejects and stuff. Yeah. Because he's one of the three, like, main characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Three from Hell was one that came out, like, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's the most recent one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three gets... Three gets into really weird territory. Because our, our main protagonist is, uh... God, what's her name? Not, uh, uh, uh not Jennifer Connelly. The blind girl. Connelly. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I could see Jennifer Connelly. Uh, uh, Laura. Yes. Laura. Uh, so this is like she's a blind psychic mm -hmm. that they are that they are trying to connect to with Ricky, a comatose Ricky, for because he's so important. <laughs> yeah, like. For what reason are they trying to do this? I don't like. I, th I think it was like, uh, like to understand why he like did what he did. But it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> also, what the, the? I mean, he used the tape to strangle his therapist in the movie. But like, there are other tapes of him explicitly talking about yeah. what he saw and why he did what he did. <laughs> like, but anyway. yeah. This is feels like a That's like a good point. it feels like a dumb like X Files episode because I think there's another there is an X Files episode with Richard Beamer in it where he plays like a surgeon mm -hmm. and he's like cutting people's faces off or whatever. So it's like he's good at playing those types of like doctors that have like ulterior motives or whatever. So already yeah. <laughs> we've got this like weird ass like sci-fi element that's kind of dumb and doesn't really make sense. And then I like lost my shit when it started flashing back. To the first movie again <laughs> yeah the, like, yeah because it's like it's her like psychically connecting with ricky and it's like you're seeing what ricky sees and what ricky sees is that the car scene where they're they get they right. they see they see the car broken down santa they go to help him he shoots the dad and i was like no way are we gonna see ricky and billy's mom get her shirt ripped open for a third time and sure enough he does it again 
And it's like, man, why do we have to keep seeing this woman get sexually assaulted in the road? Stop flashing back. We get it. I don't need to see it again. Yeah, because it was like, they, they, they show it like it's like, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody ever. <laughs> so we're going to show it again because it's it's so impactful and like, you know, it's, uh. it is so weird. And there were, yeah, there were, there were, I was, I was like thinking, as, did they do that so they could, you know, have boobs in this one? But no, they, they had boobs in it yeah. otherwise. So, yeah, Laura I, Herring. I Boobs in this one, boobs in Mulholland Drive. I guess that's her mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> that's her thing. <laughs> Good to see Eric DeRay's uh, <laughs> almost his butt and his sweet ass haircut in this. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to like the the tightest ponytail in Twin Peaks ever. Seeing mm-hmm. him with his hair flowing. Maybe that's why Leo was so pissed off in Twin Peaks. It's like he's basically like shutting off blood circulation to his brain with his incredibly tight ponytail. It's like, like it's like the shape of his head. You can't even tell that he has hair. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but otherwise, it's it's kind of meandering, which is silly to say about like a dumb slasher movie. But like Mm -hmm. for a tight ninety, it feels so long. Like when they get to the granny's house. And they're looking for her, and then like we gotta go mm-hmm. find my car, and then they go find the car, and they come back. It's like my car's upside down. Who could have done this? Mm-hmm. And it just all the it was just so unbelievably boring. I did get a good laugh out of like comatose Ricky, like hitchhiking, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the series kind of has another because of it being kind of weird and shoddy. Uh, another hitch uh that you don't really think about until you get to this one but like there's like there's no like the first two movies the main character is the killer yeah like you know freddy krueger isn't the main character of nightmare on elm street michael myers is not the main character of of halloween you have the the protagonists, right? Yeah. You have the, the the good the good guys, the the victims, the final girls, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like this series doesn't have that. But then I think you get to like you know they do the first one, and then they get then they make a sequel, and they're like, okay, we're just gonna do the exact same thing. Um, and then after that, it's like, are we gonna do that again? No. Okay. Well, we have to have a good guy then. So like in having to like craft like main characters three <laughs> movies into a franchise is just it's it's bizarre this, this whole franchise is just like it it feels like so uncanny at, at every every yeah. turn like it 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 does exist it's a it's like schrodinger's franchise it, yeah. like, it both does does exist and doesn't exist it's it's yeah. bizarre it's also frankenstein's franchise because they just kind of piece together stuff like yeah. the first two movies, you could basically call them like one and a half movies. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then, yeah, yeah uh, we didn't really talk too much about the first one. I know we kind of went over it with part two because part two does rely so much um, on the first one. But the first one, I mean, I, I, I don't know. People might, I, I don't, I don't know what the consensus is on the first one. I think it's like uh, a pretty like run of the mill 
slasher. It's not like, yeah. you know, it's not like incredible, but it's not terrible either. Like there are some pretty silly kills. The some of the situations are pretty silly like the like we're teenagers making out on the pool table. Mm-hmm. But like the sledding. The sledding, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> silly. Billy just punish. being like punish. Yeah. <laughs> Naughty. Like Which, yeah. I will say that's something I did like about the first one over the second is is punish is a lot better than naughty. Yeah, yeah, it is. But like the early stuff, like I don't know, this is like this is pre A twenty four like elevated horror where trauma is the mm-hmm. real killer. I was like showing like young Billy like getting getting spanked by Mother Superior and like like that that is like um, I've been listening to like serial killer podcasts lately, <laughs> and like that, that is a thing with younger like basically if you look at any like serial killer how they started out, a lot of it is like head injuries at a young age and also like seeing like basically tying those like two synapses in their brain with like violence and sex, and this movie does an okay job at like kind of linking those two things where like. He sees, okay. I don't know, are there, sure. like people that work for the church, like he sees through the keyhole, like these two people having sex and then he's immediately punished for it. Right. So it's like yeah. he, those two ideas are like linked in his head. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that part. So then when he sees his crush at, at work, like making out with uh, not Joe Pesci, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he kills both of them. Like he saves her and then is rejected and kills her too. Mm hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was it was interesting to think about. Like I, I didn't I didn't yeah. especially hate the first one. I thought it. No, no. And again, like like you said, it it, it like outperformed Nightmare on Elm Street. So there's like a universe where the censors didn't get their way, and maybe said Silent Night Deadly Night is just as popular of a franchise as Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that that also serves to be like my point of like how confusing this series is <laughs> as a whole. It's like. I, the first one I couldn't tell always like if it was you know with certain kill scenes like sometimes it felt like it was like kind of more serious horror and then sometimes it felt more like silly self aware tongue in cheek stuff so I'm not I'm not really sure like where that like uh um it, it's it's kind of hard to like is this like a, is this a good horror or is this like a good bad horror I it's it's, it's kind of yeah. hard to tell. Um, depends on how much of that stuff was like intentional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The first and one seems much, much just... more like earnest as like trying to be an actual horror movie. For sure. For I mean, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, there's still got to be some layer yeah. of kind of like self awareness or whatever. I yeah. mean, it's a movie about like a killer Santa. It's got to be. Right. It's got to like not take itself a hundred percent seriously. And I think that's like like the sledding scene. I think is that is like kind of letting, being like, no, we can we can have a little bit of levity. We can be kind of goofy with it. Like mm-hmm. it's a very goofy set piece of like the guy sledding and then the headless body. Like that's very campy. Very you know mm-hmm. like that's like a Jason Voorhees type kill or I mean or a Freddy Krueger kill like cut off yeah. his head. You if know it, yeah <laughs> that, yeah yeah for sure. De- yeah, definitely, I could see that happening in in like Friday the Thirteenth for sure. <laughs> yeah, the overconfidence of like the characters in this series too, like Mother Teresa being like, "We don't need your help, police. There's no way he's getting in here." And then he shows up, and a kid lets him in the front door, <laughs> and then like 
the oh well not overconfidence but something i forgot to mention about the second one i love when the police like pull up after ricky's like shot all the people and then they like have they're like they're like freeze and then he like turns the gun on himself even though he wants to kill mother superior but maybe he wasn't thinking about that at the time yeah but he like put, turns a gun on himself and all the cops are like, no, please, don't do it. Don't you have throw so much your to life for. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Don't throw your life away. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so silly. A weird heel turn for like the police after like they obviously know that he just gunned down a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part four is legitimately pretty damn good and interesting i really liked part four Mm -hmm. yeah me too to the point where i don't think they should be calling these movies silent night deadly night i don't think like oh no not at all i mean other than like the the loose like tangentially related like ricky character yeah (laughs) who's not even who's like that's more of like an easter egg for fans it's not really even Mm -hmm. like confirmed if it is him you know it's it's like it's it's there but it's not even remotely like central to the plot at all yeah yeah i uh i i i really liked it i i thought i remember thinking the the opening scene where like he sees the 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 woman like fall off the building on fire i was like oh that was like that was done well that was interesting keep this up and, like, for the most part, it does. Yeah. I feel like I remember there being, like, some kind of, like, lulls along the way, but really the last, like, act in particular is just, it's it's awesome. It's really yeah. cool with, like, the crazy, like, all the effects they do. Like, every time, like, she, like her fingers would, like, yeah. like, turn into, like, weird fucking, like, freaky tentacle things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the bug stuff, too, was, was <laughs> so bizarre. It was It was horrifying, too. Like, I was, like... Yeah, I there was there was like multiple times in the last chunk of this movie where I was like I was I caught myself like a couple times like just sitting there like with my mouth open like yeah uh, <laughs> like when they're like they like put the the like they shove the bug up her vagina and yeah. then she like immediately like spews out like a full grown I'm like this is this is fucking crazy and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I especially noted like when she like after it goes up you see it like moving through her stomach. They must have made a prosthetic head or something because there's a shot where she like turns her head to the side and like mm-hmm. you see like the mouth like uh, uh, like open up and you watch it like they push it through. I was like mm-hmm. the the pre- like the effects look really really good, and uh, I looked it up, and there's a reason why they look really good. Uh, screaming Mad one... George. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I knew. I think he did the fifth one too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But he yes. also did Big Trouble in Little China, Predator, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street three oh, yeah, and four. Just... Mm-hmm. like Bride of Reanimator like all these like classic horror movies from the 80s like this this mm-hmm. guy was like part of and yeah it, oh man it was, yeah it was, it was really good like yeah the hands especially like that that the way that it kept happening like even like there's mm-hmm. a part where her hand is like before they connect her fingers are like 
long and like spindly and then she moves them closer. It's like it's crazy how they pulled that off. Yeah. My first note was um, like, now that's how you start a movie. Like in like like you yeah. said, the the lady falling off half only half of her is on fire. That's like, yeah, oh yeah, why that's, right. that's yeah. weird. And then I love that uh homeless guy Ricky immediately goes up and like starts poking at her ass. <laughs> like, oh, is her ass okay? <laughs> Even like the credits was cool. Like it was like it was like I was like spiral from the book of saw take notice this is how you do spirals in your movie oh yeah i forgot about all, like yeah the spiral like <laughs> motif in the in the coven and stuff yeah, yeah. And, and and it's cool that like it's it's just there and no it's not like like oh what's this oh my god i'm standing like the spiral is at the top of the building like way early early on and you see um what's her face she's wearing like a shirt that's got a spiral on like the the side of it mm-hmm. it's all uh it's all very subtle and it doesn't beat you over the head with it and then you slowly figure it out as you're watching it it's if it sounds like i'm just describing a normal movie <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> what it is that's kind of how it works yeah <laughs> right um another david lynch alumni the old lady is uh mrs x from Eraserhead. oh is it really yeah and then she's That's also funny. uh she's irene in uh, uh, uh in mulholland drive oh okay which is oh, that nice. like is that like the little like the old people when they're really tiny and they're running through like on the floor you know what i'm talking yeah, about i think is so that yeah. her? okay i think so yeah yeah that, <laughs> that sounds right now that i can like picturing her yeah um, there's also, there's a, there's a Bond alumni in this too, because, uh, FEMA is mm. a octopusy. Oh. The, 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 like, the, the, I guess, like, the main witch lady. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is octopusy. Um, That's awesome. and she's, she actually also, there's a couple, maybe they just, like, didn't care as much back then, because I think Ursula Andress played, she was in, like, a couple different ones too, but she plays octopusy. And she also plays Christopher Lee's girlfriend in The Man with the Golden Gun. Like a, an unrelated character. Oh. But she's, she, the same actress is in two different Bond movies as two different characters. And I want to say Ursula Andress is in like two or three as different characters too. Huh. <laughs> oh, the other thing. Oh my God. The, another bit that was like horrifying that wasn't as much like this trippy whatever is when Clint Howard's like stabbing the boyfriend I, I kept like, oh, oh, oh. And he's because he's just like, he's just like kind of pe- poking him. He like yeah. has the kitchen knife and he just keeps like poking his stomach like really quickly, like these little like quick jabs. And it was, oh man, it was so like gnarly. Yeah. Because usually, like in horror movies, especially like this, it's like you get stabbed once in the chest and you're like, oh no. Mm hmm. And like, Again, maybe it's because I'm listening to all these like true crime podcasts or whatever, but it takes a lot more to die from a stab wound. Like you got to get stabbed a lot or you got to get hit in the right spot because like you can survive mm-hmm. a lot of stab wounds before you actually go down. So like that sort of realism is like very it, it's I don't want to say like it's the cinematic uh, uh, similar to like Zodiac, like that stabbing scene. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like the same principle 
where it's like multiple stab wounds and you're just kind of alive and it just it's it's very squeamish mm-hmm. and he's just like yeah. stop stop it stop <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah <laughs> and also they do they do the meta th- thing again like so, where they show because they they like they see the last one or whatever or yeah something like that. yeah so kim kim and hank are like i don't know if she's like possessed or what because at first she's like freaking out and then it seems like she's trying to seduce him. Like this is right. Yeah, this is like right I w- after. I wasn't sure what was going on there either. Yeah, I I wasn't sure because like at the end they're like, you need to kill, you need to kill someone to like remove the fear or something. Like basically, like you need to like rid yourself of men. So in order to do that, mm-hmm. you need to. And I don't know if that was like her. Like w- waking up from like the process where like she just instinctually tried to do that and then she got woken up by him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on, but yeah, while they're like fooling around on the bed, uh, Ricky just walks in, sits on the foot of the bed, turns <laughs> on the right. TV, <laughs> and it's the opening scene of Silent Night Deadly Night three, where the blind girl is like sitting on Santa's lap and she's like. I want a hot tub and a new house. And then he pulls out yeah. the knife. And there's this shot where Clint Howard turns and looks at them. He's like, ha, 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 a killer Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like shitting I, on the other movies. I forgot that he just like walks in like that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Ari Aster watched this movie as a child. I wonder if David Lynch watched the third one, because, like... (laughs) (laughs) It was great! I loved it! Well, like, it was pre-Twin Peaks, and it's weird that there's so many people in that one that that showed up in the later stuff. Yeah. Uh, Because Eric Eric DeRay doesn't really have... Like, other than Leo in Twin Peaks, that's kind of it for him. He doesn't... Right, yeah. 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 Um, But, like, because of the cult stuff and, like, Midsummer yeah. and hereditary and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Like like it does uh, feel very hereditary ish. Yeah. Like when the, you find the, out that Janice, her friend, was in on it, like everybody was in on it. Like even the people at the 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 radio station or the news station are just like, "You got his job. Isn't this what you wanted?" Yeah. And I, I'm like, it made me think of like, uh, uh, oh God, what's when uh, Tony Collette goes to like talk to that one lady. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you find out, oh, she was part of the cult too, and she's been keeping mm-hmm. an eye on you. Like that that was another really good reveal for me after like the scuffle with with Ricky and Hank and Hank goes down, he bites his Achilles tendon. Which yeah. like God damn, I hate that shit. Yeah. But like she calls then- Janice to come help clean up and like, hey, call the police. Janice shows up and she's like, No, you need to go with them. And she's like what yeah and i like that like when he's doing that like after he like bites his achilles tendon and hanks on the floor he's just like he like pulls the knife out and he's like he's like stop he's like stop trying to fight me or something like like he doesn't (laughs) want to do like kill them but like he has to if he has to kind of thing because yeah you know he's beholden to this these this witch coven who like just I don't know, use him as their little toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And then, like, the, the scene when they, like, impregnate her, Clint Howard yeah. has, like, that long <laughs> penis nose mask. 
Yeah, very like, like Clockwork Orangey. Yeah, that's so. yeah. I wondered if part of it was near the end was like a callback to the first movie when she she so she goes to Hank's parents' house and she she kills him with the string of lights or Ricky does. Is it Ricky or her? R- uh, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. Which like that's how uh, the one that's how the Joe Pesci guy in the first one goes out. He right. like but he like lifts him up and that's right. That's like that's yeah, that's the inverse of like the quick stabs then he's not dead. He like holds him up and chokes him out for like 10 seconds and he's like mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then as the fifth one? Yeah. Um it's crazy the to- the toy that maker. she adopts Lonnie. I know it's I was so like, crazy. Yeah, Kim's like totally normal. Hey, what's up? How's it going? This is my son now, Lonnie. I, his parents and brother are all dead, basically at my hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is nuts. Uh, I feel like for him to like want that to be the case, she would have had to keep kept him like completely in the dark. Or he just has absolutely no other family at all. Yeah. So he's how like, did, okay. How did Lonnie not grow up to kill a bunch of people dressed as Santa Claus after <laughs> yeah, witnessing all of that? It would have been the, you know, it would have been the perfect segue to go if back. If anyone into the, deserves to do that, he does. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they're just kind of in it as like background characters, kind of like Ricky. It's such a, like, cool way to handle past characters just like have them in it but just they're just kind of there like he's in danger at one point but i'm glad that like they didn't kill them even though like lonnie in particular i don't didn't like i mean he was only really in the end of the fourth ones it's like i was like super attached to him but i do hate when like horror franchises will bring back past characters like just to kill them off like the yeah. most recent Texas Chainsaw did um for instance yeah um, it's just it, it's dumb it's it's like cheap uh like sh- shock val or cheap like emotional you know it's or like a you know Han Solo in it's not a horror franchise but Han Solo in like Force Awakens it's you bring him back and then you kill him off because then boom there's your emotional high note right everybody's yeah. gonna be upset because. Everybody loves him from the old movies. Right. It's, it's kind of like cheap, but... We're subverting that, your expectations. Uh, yeah, right. And not that... Yeah, not that Lonnie's dying in this would have the same impact as... <laughs> he comes so pretty close. <laughs> he comes yeah. pretty close to dying. Th- that was another one that, like, as soon as... I it was like... He pulled it out and it was rollerblades. I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know it. And and I was right. I was exactly right. (laughs) I I like this one too. Um, Yeah. It's, it was, uh, before having watched any of them, it was the sequel. I mean, I guess other than the second one that I was looking to the most because mainly because of Mickey Rooney. Yeah. um, And I knew he plays like, played like a crazed, like, sweaty old creepy dude and I was like that sounds fun for first for for Mickey Rooney to do yeah and he was good I really liked how like just for how not big this movie could have been but it felt like he was still just giving it his all like yeah. he, he was totally into the role it um, wasn't like one of those all right I'm gonna be here on set for like two days mm-hmm what are my lines? Okay, I'm gonna be like 
I'm going to be featured heavily in all the marketing material, but I'm only going to be in five minutes of the movie. Like, no, right. he's he's like in it, in it as a main mm-hmm. character. The main antagonist. He's doing shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing shit. Like, he's getting into getting into tussles. Yeah, very uh, physical role for him. I, I was kind yeah. of surprised at that. Mm-hmm. I like the guy that played his son, too. Like, <laughs> when you get to the ending, that fucking <laughs> wild ending. And that also felt like he was just like, yeah, you know, this is my time to shine. I'm gonna, like, when he's, like, he's, like, <laughs> like, I, I, well, I can't, I can't really say, I mean, I guess it's still, when he's, like, assaulting the mom, but he's yeah. got, like, little Ken doll body, so he can't really do anything. He's just going, like, I love you, mom. <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird. He's, like, my dad thought of everything. Like, tilts down to his, like, Ken, his lack of penis. He's, like, well, almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, oh, he's, he's got jokes. He's cracking wise. Which, and how he's got, like, the doll hair at the end. Yeah. I thought when he put the face on, he was going to have, like, his normal hair. Uh, but it just got, like, the, the plastic doll hair. I, like, I flipped my wig when it's, it's, it's Mickey Rooney all the way. And then he, like, goes, like, and, like, pulls off his face. I was like, oh, it's going to be a guy in a mask the whole time. No. It's a cyborg. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's not where I thought that was going to go. I mean, it is sort of telegraphed, like the sort of relationship, because his name is Joe Petto. Right. And his son's name is Pino. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, <laughs> I was pretty sure from the jump that, that Pino was a toy. Was like, man, mm. there was some like some things in there that uh kind of made it obvious and then yeah yeah i did i did read like partway through their 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 name references or whatever i i missed the geppetto thing because i just like pedo as an as a last name was just kind of sticking out to me more (laughs) (laughs) oh the pedo guy has a toy store (laughs) yeah (laughs) And then yeah. the the callback, I don't think they show any clips from the fourth one, but there is a toy of one of the big bugs from the fourth one. Oh. This. That's the one that's that not... kills like the the like the oh, copper like the, whatever. Like the worm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. one of the bugs from the from the last one. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that was another really gnarly uh, practical effect where he's like driving and the bug crawls through his mouth and then pops out of his oh, eye yeah, socket. I was right. like, oh shit. That. Yeah. I wonder like when, because there, there's the guy who is like the kid's actual dad who's kind of like uh, you know, he meets up with the mom like eventually um, and then he kind of like, you know, they all walk off together at the end yeah but, like i wonder how she would have felt if she knew because the kids had he got he like saw him when he was dressed up as santa and he, he'd like stare at him and then i don't know they saw each other a couple other times because the kid would just kind of like lock up and he'd just be like kind of yeah creeped out but the mom was always unaware but like do you think that guy's gonna like tell her later or is the son once she starts talking like wouldn't he be like yeah he was like 
stalking us for a few days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have, I, mean, se- I have seen this guy multiple times around our house. <laughs> yeah, because even at the end, uh, with, with with Derek, with like his scant few lines that he has in this entire movie, mm-hmm. at the very end when they're like kind of embracing in his little like toy shop under under the floorboards or whatever, he's like, "Who is this?" Like Derek says, "Who is that man?" Oh, does almost he say that? Like, okay. Almost with like some recognition in his voice, like, "Okay, you're hugging this guy. Who is this dude?" Because like he says it like he's someone who's okay. seen him stalking him, basically. So there is kind of some some acknowledgement, but yeah. <laughs> Started out with a sex scene. I was like, classic, classic Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. And again, another kid witnessing a sex scene and then being traumatized Damn. by yeah. violence. Mhm. No, but this is the this is the only entry without any boobs though. I'll say that. Are they? You don't see anything. Yeah, you don't see anything in that opening scene. This is the only one. This Damn. is reserved. Maybe maybe yeah. that was the Mickey Rooney if he's like it's like all right, I'll do it. But we're not going to have any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was amazed that he said like like shit and son of a bitch. I don't know. I've always thought of like mickey rooney as like a family friendly like because like his 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 older movies he's kind of like what a, a 50s guy like i always pictured I mean, him as like kind of being been, squeaky clean movies um i think he's just kind of a no I, i'm i'm he's done like not just kids movies mm. uh but i mean sure he came up in like the 30s 40s um, I mean, yeah. he was doing stuff since he was like literally like a baby, so the twenties, really. Oh, but yeah, I mean, he was in you know, so when he was younger, when he was starting out, he was he was just doing those kind of like he did a lot of stuff with Judy Garland, mm, um, like yeah. like Babes and Babes in Arms, Strike Up the Band and stuff, and those are the, your kind of classical or classic yeah. Hollywood musicals where everything's all like yeah, that squeaky clean stuff, but. Yeah, as he got older, he did some more. I, I I don't think it's it's like crazy that he would you know kind of get into more yeah stuff like that. But yeah, he was apparently one of the people that spoke out against the the original yeah. one. I think that's just kind of like boomer energy, sort of like oh, this is not un-American or something. Yeah, because we're, or like this the sanctity of Santa. Christmas. Think about the kids. Yeah. like uh, but apparently. Uh, I guess when they were in production, the movie was under a different name. I get, I think it was just going to be called like the Toy Maker or something like that. Oh, and okay. so I don't think he technically knew that it was going to be a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie until <laughs> post production. Which, like, that's kind of a funny rug pull where he's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what? Am, wait, I'm in what movie? <laughs> like, yeah. because not that you would know that it's like part of that." franchise because there's really no connective tissue to those old nope. movies if if the issue with the first one was a killer dressed up as santa claus like he is the guy that dresses up as santa claus and like he doesn't do any direct killing when he's you know but he the actor he kidnaps a kid puts him in a he bag kidnaps and, like, a kid <laughs> and like i mean he more he indirectly kills those two the babysitter and her boyfriend or whatever yeah or no, she lives, I think. Doesn't yeah, she so the yeah, he dies 
and she like when when I just she gets <sighs> out and then they're like Kim shows she, up. Yeah. And then they go they, to like, the toy store for the final yeah. confrontation. Uh, and then the, I think the, the I think the guy tells her he's like go back inside and we'll call the police. But I'm like I what? <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> she did it. I would have been like no, I'm not going in there. Yeah, for real. I I was hooting and hollering when the little army men were crawling and shooting at her. <laughs> it was I I thought that thing was like gonna like eat her out. Like the 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 and then I did too. I did and then too. It's like, I was it's so biting surprised. her leg. Yeah. Eh. This, this well, definitely felt like like the toned down. Like it was the one that was trying to be a little more, a little less edgy or something. Yeah. Because any one through four, for sure, that thing would have been eating her out. Like hundred oh, yeah. <laughs> percent. But then, yeah, because they do the, the like explicit shot of it. You know, just yeah, just biting her, biting her leg. I and again, there were two different moments in that sex scene where I thought, "Oh my god, this movie's gonna go for it," and they didn't do it. the The disembodied uh, hand, I thought it was gonna like milk that dude's prostate. I thought oh. we were gonna see fingers in the butt because like he's making out with her, and this thing starts moving and that. it goes like up into his underwear. And he's yeah, like, Ooh. yeah. Ooh, you've never put your hand there before. She's <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what? He's like, oh, funny. I like that. And then the hand moves away, and he's like, oh, don't move it away. And I'm just... Yeah. And the, the reason that it probably doesn't happen is that someone had to pilot that hand, and this dude was probably <laughs> like, I do not get paid enough to stick my fingers up this dude's ass for the yeah. fifth installment <laughs> of the Silent Night Deadly Night movies. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. But uh, yeah, like you said, if it was for... That dude would have been fisted for sure. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you would have seen it like the fist come out of his stomach, like Pah! Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I did I did like this one. I I liked it obviously way more than the third one. The third one is easily like the lowest uh on, on the list. Uh I do feel like it again meandered a little bit, like the the sort of like simultaneous sex scenes I feel like went on I mean the toys coming to life and like trying to kill them that was fun mm-hmm. but the the subplot with the stalker guy who then is revealed to be the actual biological father I was like okay sure whatever alright mm-hmm. but him him like also just getting domed by like all these flying like toys that are, are equipped with guns was fun <laughs> yeah. it was a lot of fun yeah yeah, it was, it, was, it was still a lot of fun. There there was a lot of, like, good moments in it, but a lot of, like, meandering, like, n- like nothing happening, too. Yeah. For, for a bit of it. And then, I guess yeah, I'll... Yeah, tell me about the sixth one. I'm curious about the 2012 soft it's, it's, reboot, reboot. Yeah, it's, it's very... Like, it is a very loose remake. It's almost more just, like homage than than remake if anything because mm. like you follow the main character is a cop man i i had to look up i had to read the the end of the imdb synopsis to get what the fuck happened at the end of it because like the whole time the the killer is silent he he never talks and he wears mm. a mask 
Um, he still has like a beard, like a Santa beard and stuff, but like his face is covered with like this like plastic mask. Um, and like the whole, like part of it is that, you know, the cops are trying to figure out who it is. And there's like a couple different people around town. That they're like, oh, this guy, you know, his wife just left him or something like that. And he's had a really bad, you know, it's like, oh, it could be him or it's, yeah. It's, it's, so they're trying to figure out who it is. So it's kind of a mystery. And then like it ends and they, you know, she kill she the main cop lady she like kills defeats him or whatever and then he you know he vanishes as most slasher killers do and then it like fades and i was like i thought that was the end i thought it was going to go to credits and then it cuts to this guy in a car and um we get a flashback to this story that this one guy told earlier in the movie about Mm. this dude who like his wife left him and pretty much what I was just saying, like his wife left him. And so he went to her house and I read that this is a real story. Like this was based on a real thing that happened in like 2008 Ugh. um, where like he went to her like family's Christmas party. This is a real thing too. The guy dressed up as Santa went to his wife's like Christmas party and like shot it up and set the house on fire. Yes. Um, And so we get a flashback to this story that we heard a character say earlier in it. And then like the guy who did the killing spree gets killed by a cop. And I read online that it's like that guy is the father of this killer. And the cop that killed him is the main character of this movie's dad. So he was coming back to this town to kill her dad and like some other people who were like kind of involved with it or something like that or whatever. Um, and then he drives off and, but like, <laughs> Holy shit. It's, it's so messily done. Like I would have rather they just, they just didn't answer it. Cause like it, I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to interpret that by watching, <laughs> by watching it. It's so weird, but overall, like it, it's, it's not bad. There's, there's, there's some, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Like, it's not good. <laughs> no. Like, that is still a really dumb way to end it and everything. But as far as, like, you know, this remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, whatever, it's, it's, uh, it could have been much worse. Uh, of these, this era of, like, horror remakes, it's probably the best one that I've seen, <laughs> you know, compared oh. to, like, Texas Chainsaw and, like, Nightmare on oh, Elm Street. Sure. Those ones are, like, garbage trash. Like, those ones f- are awful. This is still, yeah. like, kind of fun. There's some faces in it that you'd recognize, like Malcolm McDowell or Donald Lowe. Yeah. And some, you know, it was kind of fun to see. Like, I wasn't expecting them to do the deer antler kill thing. Mm. There's a part where Malcolm McDowell tells one of his, his, uh, he's like kind of telling one of his deputies to like take a lead. He's like, he's like, just, he's like, just go home and take out the trash while you're at it. And then the guy's outside and he's like, what is this garbage day? <laughs> so there's like little random references, <laughs> callbacks that are. You know, kind of fun, but it's mostly like the main, the central mystery is really lame and dumb. Like that resolution is dumb. How it's kind of, how that point is kind of reached, like how, like the main character kind of like finds out where to go or whatever is, is dumb. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, it's not the, not the strongest script by any means. Um, Sure. But you know. It's not it's not the worst uh, Silent Night Deadly Night movie. Damn, all right. Some fun kills. 
some chick gets pushed into a wood chipper that's pretty pretty brutal like feet <laughs> first of course so she like suffers <laughs> more oh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> um there's boobs Gotta have that. so you know didn't that's, miss that <laughs> that's my next question <laughs> <laughs> yeah and apparently there there's another one that's been in development since 2021 which i read that after this one yeah yeah sounds like development hell to me yeah like if because I don't really think there's anything about it other than it's been in development since 2021. Which kind of seems like perfect for this series. Like the only way to continue doing this is to make them just as confusing and roughshod as as every entry before. So yeah. it being in development hell for years, I think that's perfect. That's like that's yeah. how you know you're gonna get that's the lore. Proper, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that is the legacy of this of this series. We want to do this is a regular thing. This isn't one of our, our YouTube exclusives, but I, I just I just like to rank stuff. So yeah. So so mine is, uh, th- bottom to top is three, six the remake, three yeah. six. Uh, and then I might go one, and then five, and then two and four or four and two that. The top two are so hard to to really judge because four I think is genuinely good, yeah. But two is like it's two, you know. So like, which ones? What do I put? And like, if I don't put two at the top, it's like I feel like that should be at the bottom because it's like the laziest. But it's not. It's not the bottom. So yeah. I don't know. Like, which one would I watch again the most? Even that's kind of tough. But again, it's for different reasons. Part of me wants to put four at the top. Part of me wants to put two. I don't know. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, three. And then, I don't know. Again, because like while I did enjoy, I, I enjoyed five and one both. It, I don't know. I guess, I think maybe it might be the same ranking as you. I've, I haven't seen the sixth one. So mine might be. Right three one five and then two and four just really because yeah i mean i could see putting four like in my rotation like i don't know kind of like how i felt with the blob obviously like i think the blob is a little bit better yeah but that, I, that I, sort I, of I like, like that one more yeah that like weirdly like unexpected good like body mm, horror diamond in the rough type yeah, thing. Yeah. Very unexpected, very underrated that gets overlooked in like that period of eighties horror movies. I was I was very surprised by that. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think two might edge it out just because Eric Freeman and Garbage Day mm-hmm. and it's it's so funny. It's so enjoyable if you can get through that first 30, 35 minutes. You know, yeah, I I do it think if, it's, it's tough. If if you're looking at them in a vacuum, like one, you're just watching the one. Yeah, maybe. But like, I I think I'm thinking of like we we're saying, like having just watched the first one right beforehand, and like having the second one be a <laughs> it definitely repeat of that. sours the experience a little bit. Yeah, but if you're just watching that one and you don't have the first one as like fresh on the brain or whatever, it's you know you can enjoy it more, I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. We did a five movie, in your case, six movie ranking for our Christmas dud. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's just fun to like complete series and watch mm-hmm. complete series. 
that's kind of like I, I like I said at the top of the episode. That's why I've been kind of kind of looking for for bigger bigger prey or whatever bigger <laughs> bigger things. But okay, I I guess now we'll time for we are out of the holiday season mm-hmm. until I don't know. We don't really do much. Yeah, we only really do like Halloween. I don't know. Maybe if. I'm sure, like, if we ever thought of something, like, in particular we wanted to do for, like, Valentine's Day or, I don't know. Yeah, like, 4th of between, July, but... we could watch, like, Dazed and Confused or something like that. Sure, or, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I guess there isn't really, like, a season. Yeah. Uh, l- like, Halloween. And I guess even Thanksgiving, like, we kind of did Nightmare before Christmas. Before Christmas and then right. we did yeah. Over the Garden Wall the year prior. So we kind of right. have a Thanksgiving yeah. period, but it's all just kind of lumped together and, like three month period yeah i mean the october through december is like the holiday season that's i get like fully into the holidays for like it's my favorite time of the year like Mm -hmm. the entire like halloween through christmas or like new year's i guess yeah um and i get like fully into it so i do get very like festive and like i love doing like you know Halloween movies, Christmas movies, and whatever. But then the other nine months of the year, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care about like any <laughs> any of these holidays, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, today, uh, I got like a bunch of my last minute Christmas shopping done. Like, I went out all day, did some Christmas shopping, and then like we made Chloe made broccoli cheddar soup, and I watched the Silent Night Deadly Night movies, and I was like, man, like life could just be like this if we didn't have to like go to work every day for pennies on the dollar it's like you could just go out and go shopping and then make a homemade meal and watch bad movies like this is the life i could do this like every day yeah (laughs) yeah i was i was literally thinking that the other day when i was going to the i was like just kind of in in my head like thinking yeah like my my favorite things to do is like it's either like 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 road tripping like you know hiking and like you know new places like Mm -hmm. out west and stuff or it's like the exact opposite it's just sitting on my couch covered in my cats playing the switch or watching movies it's like those two uh like polar opposites are like my favorite things (laughs) in life yeah I could do I could do either forever or like well alternating I guess so. right yeah <laughs> got to get out of the house sometime <laughs> yeah so now we're back to our it's kind of we had a we had a film recommendation too we had our the these these last couple months too we kind of uh the killing the, was the, our last cut pull uh yeah I think so and then before that it was probably who knows I don't know because we had. Like we had Luke on for oh yeah, thing, and then we did Nightmare Before Christmas. So really, this like as soon as October rolls around, we kind of the the cups yeah. kind of fall to the wayside for for a bit because we just got so many kind of event event movies to to get through or whatever. Yeah, the killing and Yee Yee were the last two pulls. Oh, yee Yee, that's right. Man, I had like five fallout. Uh. Here, pick pick a number. Oh my God, there's even more. Pick a number one through four. <laughs> uh, three. You're all good. Damn, these are all good. 
Um, I should I shouldn't have looked at all of them. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> but there's a couple classics, and we're gonna watch a classic. Uh, from 1981, directed by Steven Spielberg. We're gonna watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Never seen it. Hell yeah! That's so that that's gonna be a first time for me. <laughs> We we could we could do hey we could do another series. But, oh uh, no! <laughs> I, I'm I'm good with just watching Raiders. <laughs> I don't. Is I, that the I, first I, one? I, it's the first one. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you won't need to feel uh, obligated to watch any other. Compa- to watch, I guess that's what five movies. Uh, f- yeah, it'd be five now, right? With uh, with the the, the most Destiny. recent one. Okay. Yeah. Technically, I've seen the fourth one. That's, oh, it's, oh, really? That's, That's like funny. the only one I've seen, and I, I saw it in theaters. Oh. Um, Temple of Doom does take place before Raiders, but, uh, but Raiders is the first one. And that's one with Sean Connery? Uh, no, that's uh, The Last Crusade. Last Crusade, okay. Temple of Doom is the one with uh, Kihoi Kwan. Oh, Short nice, round. okay. Yeah. Um, so, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I assume is available around is that on the Disney net. Plus. I bet it's on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, uh Pluto TV, um nice. Apple TV, Google. Yeah. It's, it's around. Ra- it's Indiana Jones. It's Steven yeah. Spielberg like <laughs> Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> um so watch it uh one of those if you don't want to be spoiled for it. Uh before next week's episode, these episodes come out every Wednesday at 7 p.m. EST on Spotify. Oh, well, it does, but I usually say YouTube and Twitch first in video form <laughs> and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more in audio form. The We also have social pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, we do streams usually. Yes. On Wednesday, sometimes we miss it, but usually we're there. <laughs> so come check that out. Come hang out. Uh, and uh, with all that said, uh, I'm I'm your garbage man. I don't <laughs> uh, I think it's it's pretty proper. I I bring I bring we bring the slop <laughs> each week. Um, and uh, with me as always, as always. I had this locked and loaded as my sign-off since the character said it. It's 7 o'clock. It's over. Time to get (laughs) shit-faced. What one is that from? That's from the first one. The Mr. Sims. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. When they have their Christmas party, he, like, shuts the door, and he's like, it's 7 o'clock. It's over. Time to get (laughs) shit-faced. And I am Nick, and... Happy Christmas season to everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Should we say that next time? I don't know. See ya. Bye. (laughs)